Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at This After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Blimey, Governor! It's Nick here, and welcome to an episode of Diz After Dark. Um, that um, is, of course, a tribute to uh, my friend Lewis and his new podcast, The Diz Under, uh, The Diz Down Under. That's right. Um, who started off his podcast with the most Steve, most Steve Irwin sounding impression of somebody I've ever heard, and having spoken to him, he doesn't sound like Steve Irwin normally. Uh, his wife also picked him up on that, so I, I did that as a tribute to, to you, Lou. So I hope you appreciate that. Um, I am joined, uh, as usual, maybe, uh, by Miss Boston White. Hi, I'm always here. Can't get rid of me. <laughs> you're like Try. you're like Craig. We can't get rid of you. Uh, we're joined by Mr. Ripley. Good evening. Oh, a sinister Christopher Ripley. There. <laughs> are you? Are you? Um, Telling your deepest, darkest Transylvanian or something? My deepest, darkest Count Duckula. <laughs> That's more Count Duckula. Ah, where's Nanny when you need her? Uh, and speaking of Nanny, uh, Mr. D. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, James and Dylan, you all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I, I suggest you to being called Nanny, but never mind. Just a random drive-by insult. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Nanny Stay. Yes, why not? Um, I look for it! There you go. <laughs> that is, that's not a bad... That's not a bad <laughs> Nanny impression, actually. I think... I'm pretty sure, actually, Count Duckula was quite popular in America. Was it? Yeah, because... Um, 
I'm sure, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping someone will correct me later on, but I'm almost certain that Danger Mouse made it onto Nickelodeon in America in the 80s. Ooh. And obviously Count Duckula was spun off from Danger Mouse. I'm going to episode of Danger Mouse, but um, send that out to the Twitterati. See what they say. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, um, almost certainly it was popular in the eighties. Um, so actually, I'm not entirely sure about Count Duckula, but I know Danger Mouse was was shown over there. So that's my excuse, and I'm going to stick to it. Um, right now, before we talk about any other rambly stuff, I should really go around and ask what everybody's drinking, and I'm going to ask Mr. D to go first. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm still working through. The uh, the box of cider, so I'm back on the bonus again tonight. Mm. I'm having trouble getting it open. There we are. That's what she said. Is yeah. that um, is that like just regular apple bonus there? Just or? regular apple. Yeah. Yep. Cool. 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 Cheers, uh, Mr. Ripley. Uh, because we want to get sponsored, well, the sponsorship by Bud Light never worked out, so because we want to get sponsored by somebody, I thought we might go down the old Virgin Atlantic route, because yep. in the last Universal After Dark, my two co-hosts were bigging up the pros of flying with Virgin Atlantic, so because of that, I am drinking a Virgin Cola. Oh, what? I haven't done that ages. Yeah. I can't believe Chris Ripley's found a time machine to go back to 1995. Exactly. It's a good job. It's this is not a, this is not a uh, a video podcast. A video, yeah. Well, I, but you know what? Saying that, I um, oh, there's some whistling somewhere. It's not like someone's got a kettle on. Um, I I did a work placement for about a week at Virgin Internet back in the early 2000s. It must be about 2001, 2002, and they had an office in London's Leicester Square. And all their fridges were like, oh, yeah, go and help yourself. And all the drinks in the fridges were virgin drinks. And there was stacks and stacks of virgin cola. So I think you can still get it in certain parts of the world. I think it's still yeah, a I'm... thing. But over here, it didn't really do anything. I think you're right. Because things like um, virgin megastores still exist in some countries, don't they? But not necessarily in England or America. Mm. Oh, I miss virgin megastores so much. Well, it's like virgin America, virgin... The airline that does just domestic flights in America, it's not owned by Virgin. It's licensed out, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. Yeah. Of course, uh, other li- airlines are available, um, but until any one of you wants to stump up some cash to sponsor us, uh, Virgin is who we're leading with. Uh, Amanda, same the best or last? Um, I'm treating myself. Ooh. I'm being a little bit wild. Ooh. And I'm trying to get that sponsorship back so I'm drinking Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have got, um, from our failed attempts at sponsorship, I've got three cans of Bud Light left in the fridge. I'm drinking a glass of water. Well, actually, I'm not even drinking a glass of water. It's a tumbler with a straw of water. Um, you know, those, those like reusable cups. It looks like a Frappuccino cup from Starbucks, I suppose, but it's got like a straw that's kind of permanently attached to it. Uh well, not, not permanently, you can take it out, but it, with a bit of effort. Um, yeah, I'm on a bit of a health drive at the moment. I've, uh, I've started, because um, I've got a holiday coming up. I'm not I'm not entirely sure where I'm going yet, but, um, I, yeah, I know, I know. And um might be around September time. I don't understand, wait, is it a surprise? Um, so anyway, um, so because of that, I'm on a bit of a health kick. So I'm I'm kind of watching my macros at the moment. That's a fun thing to do. Um, and try what to do the hell is that? 
Macronutrients. I was just thinking, oh. what are you even talking about, mate? Macronutrients. <laughs> it's a it's a new uh, it's a new buzzword. It's a new buzz thing. We haven't got time to talk about that now. We've got far, far too much Disney content to talk about, um, including, well, there's, there's two main things we're going to address on this show. One is from a listener. More importantly, somebody on this particular show has got something. And just before we kick off with that, um, following last week's show, Mr. Ripley, where I let you jump aboard my soapbox... Mm. I had a quick look on a Disney Store website, mm-hmm. and uh, I found about four or five items from the Walt Disney Studios collection. Mm-hmm. And in the description, it says created exclusively for the Disney Store. Oh. So, hoping that that is correct and, and not to get you on your soapbox again, but it could be just a bit of corporate synergy where they've created a new line of products referencing that but it's some, not actually what you can buy some of it is definitely from that studio mm. because i've got the card holder which is like a mold of mickey's hand right and that was in there for sale Ooh, it might be is... branded differently but it was the same mold at least yeah i, I mean the thing is when it, say it says it's created for the, the disney store exclusively then that's where it should be. If it's the exact same thing, then that's very, mm. very naughty. So Disney Store, you're still not out of my bad books just yet. <laughs> but Amanda, I'll let you tell your story. Okay, so I feel like I did mention this a few episodes back, but I my plan for Disney this year, because you know what I'm like with my picky and... And especially with Disney in the parks, I feel like I'm constantly sick of just having fries. And they don't even do all the plastic cheese everywhere anymore. I think they've just brought it back in um, Pecker Spills, maybe. So, but last year, they didn't even have plastic cheese anywhere. So I really struggled. So when I was making my plans for this year, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to tie myself into restaurants that I know that I'm not going to enjoy. I'm just going to wing it. But the closer that I'm getting, the more I'm thinking to myself, this is a bad idea. And I'm just going to spend my entire day walking around in a circle like, what am I going to eat? I'll just eat a friggin' funnel cake. What, um, right, so just, just remind us when, roughly when you're going, not exact dates, obviously, don't want anyone to burgle your house. Well, try it. I've got a lot of dogs. That is, that, is, that is very true, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going at the end of September. And usually, my plan of action is that I eat a lot of fries and I carry... Um, you can get little cups of cookies in the vending machines outside in um, Ticket and Transportation Centre. I fill my bag with them. So I eat cookies, chips, fries to our American listeners. And I save myself for Epcot Food and Wine Festival. But that makes me really cranky. So I would like to find places that I can have a nice meal that is not chips. That I like. I don't mind booking it in advance. Like I'll do it, but people need to bear in mind that it's about fifty days away, so nothing too popular. And also, one other thing to point out, just in case people may have not been aware about your dietary habits um you're not a fan of the meat no i don't eat meat 
which makes it even harder for to grab a quick bite to eat. So I've spent the last few days pouring over menus, like I'm going to end up doing the exact same thing as I do every single year, and I don't want to do it. So I'm more than happy to travel outside of the parks and go to resorts to go for lunch and then come back to the park. I don't mind doing that. But I need some ideas. Well, the first thing I'm going to suggest, I mean, I don't know what brand of cookies they saw in the vending machine. Um, um, I think it's I think it's um, Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy. maybe. It's, it's the Something most... Like well, the, two, the two brands I like... like the... No, it isn't. It's Famous Amos. Oh, I have no idea. I was going to say, the only two that I know about are Chips Ahoy and Pepperidge Farm, um, which are both <laughs> nice, actually. Um, would it not make more sense for you to hit a Walmart or Target and just buy, like, a multi-pack of those? That's got to be cheaper. It would. But well, every single time that I go, I think to myself, I'm not doing that this year. I am going to eat a real meal. <laughs> and then I yeah. get there, and I'm like, no, I'm not. It's not happening. So, I, I mean... So I, what sort of stuff do you like then, Amanda? Yeah. What would you want um, to eat? Like, anything that's not meat. I'm, I, te- like, I like trying new things. So I like places like Yak and Yeti, where I can try something a bit weird. I like, I really do love food and wine festival because I can just go around and try in little bits. And that's like, I like all kinds of vegetables, pretty much. I like thank pizza. God. Yeah, thank God, otherwise I'll probably die. Pizza's my favourite thing. I like veggie sushi, anything like ricey or noodly. Anything like, I'm, I'm not too picky. I just don't want to eat fries. So, a couple of ideas for the Magic Kingdom. And it's in, in the resort. So if you go if you go Kona Cafe in the Polynesian, okay. um, they've got sushi. They've got a sushi bar there. Right. So you can you can definitely get sushi in Kona Cafe, or at least you could the last time we were there. And then um, in the Grand Floridian, the the uh, is it Gasparella Grill, the quick service restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, they've got like a make your own salad bar and they've also got a uh, pizza in there, like, you know, uh, stone baked, but you know, pretty, pretty decent, half decent pizza. Again, it's fast food counter service, but some of the, some of the deluxe resorts have got better options. Uh, yeah, around, I've seen a lot the of Magic Kingdom. Um, Narcoosie is to me a lot of people have mentioned that I did mm-hmm. post I posted a thing on our group and I posted a thing on my own Facebook page and I've had a few suggestions well I've had quite a lot of suggestions I didn't mention the fact that I didn't eat meat mm-hmm. because I'll be with Ash and Ash does eat meat yeah are you looking for more table service or quick service kind of a mixture so I want some things that I can have for lunch and I want some things that I can go to at night instead of relying on food and wine. Well, some, something that I'm really desperate to try, and I've not tried it yet, is over at the uh, Sana restaurant in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. They do this bread service, which is meant to be amazing. No. Yeah, we did that last time we were there a couple of is months ago. <laughs> Excuse me. It is good, yeah. And you get like different um, kind of pickles and sauces to dip in. Yeah, it is good. I mean, there's a few options on the cinema. There's a lot of meat there, obviously. 
there's quite a bit of meat outside the window walking about as well, but... Um, <laughs> do, you but get to pick, um, do you get to, like, point at what's walking about and so yeah. like that? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can you can take down your running pal if you like, but you you will be shot on sight. But I mean, you can do it. But uh, there's there's a couple options there. Certainly, I think there's usually a vegetarian option, and it's kind of it's kind of Indian African fusion. I love Indian um, foods. That's good. Yeah. So there may be one or two options there, um, and then. Another option could actually be not at Kidani Village, but at Jumbo House is Boma, which is a buffet restaurant. It's not character, it's just a buffet restaurant. And it does breakfast, lunch and dinner. And there is quite, I mean, there, obviously there is meats on there, but there's quite a broad selection. So, you know, if you've got somebody with you that wants meat, then no problem. But you could probably find enough veggie, um you know, fruit, dessert type stuff uh, for a decent meal. So Boma yeah, could be a good option. People have mentioned different um, buffets to me, like Trails End and places like that. Yeah. And they don't tend to be places that I usually go, but I do really want to try different places this year. I'm there for yeah. an awful lot longer this year than I usually am. So if help. you're going to try any buffet, I'd go Boma, definitely, for two reasons. One is I think it's got the broadest selection of stuff, and it is slightly different stuff so i think if you don't eat meat you're going to find more non-meaty interest and stuff there than you would anywhere else and then the other reason is just the animal kingdom lodge is a great resort just to go and visit and walk around okay so then what would you guys say were your favorite in park places to eat so um well firstly just going back to something you said earlier you said that you're interested in trying new things mm-hmm have you ever tried medium rare steak? Because it's a game changer. It's, I, I used to only eat it well done when I was young. And when I had it cooked properly by a, a famous TV chef who won't be named on this show, um, it, it blew my mind. It was like I was trying it for the first time. If that's not an option... Um, um, are you belittling my lifestyle choices, Nick? Absolutely not. It's entirely up to you. Now, did you say that you eat fish you said sushi but is it the, I, no i wouldn't eat fish sushi mm-hmm. i just eat um just like vegetable sushi but okay. i do i do occasionally eat shrimp but it's very like very very occasionally the reason why i say that is because i was told that the best sushi on property and i never tried it because i didn't think i liked sushi at the time and i do um is apparently at the uh, california grill but I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but you you have to buy a whole. Um, I don't know what the, the terminology is, but you have to buy like a whole. I don't know, two foot long roll. Oh what? Oh really? Yes. You know, oh yeah. Oh, okay. That's the minimum order when it comes to self made sushi out there. So it's uh, it's just I, that's why I've never had it there because it's just too much. Right. What if you what if you were saying you really like I I don't know if I like fish really other than shrimp. So what if I ordered it and I hated it? Yeah, but you're a vegetarian. You're not allowed to eat fish. No, you can. I yeah. mean, vegetarians. Some vegetarians <laughs> do eat fish. I'm not going to get into whether that's right or wrong or hypocritical. That... It's entirely up to you. But you know, <laughs> I just, you know, whatever. But uh, that's what I was told. Now, when when we went to California Grill, there was like a tasting plate of it. 
so you could like sample the sushi. But you know what, what Chris said might be more accurate nowadays. So I don't know. But it, it, it's just it's just something you could possibly think about. And I don't think you have to eat in the restaurant to get that. I think you might be able to get that from the bar. I can't remember. Uh, we we ate in there in a restaurant, so you know we could have almost anything. But um, I'm not sure about the bar. But it, it, it's just something to, to possibly think about. Now you said in park eating, yeah, and you love pizza. Mm. Have you mm-hmm. ever been to Vinapoli? I love it. And you know what okay. I learned last year? Mm-hmm. Right? They have a, a quick service window. Mm. I think it I think it maybe was new last year, maybe. <coughs> um but you can go to the window and just get a slice. Oh, cuz yeah, yeah. cuz I only when we went there it hadn't long been opened. Um so I didn't notice anything like that at all, but that's interesting. But I mean I I like that. I think that's um a nice place place to eat and it's easy to say that it will cater to vegetarians because of the nature of the food. Um I Wait, the best sorry mate. No 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 go on. I was just gonna say the the best pizza on property now, without any shadow of a doubt, is actually in Disney Springs mm-hmm. and it's Blaze Pizza. I am so excited. Yeah. I, I, was, I had that on my list. I didn't say it because of Amanda said in park, but yeah, I've been yeah. reading lots of things about it. Um, Vicky uh, Wells is out there at the moment, and she went there and like said it was some of the best pizzas she's ever had. Yeah, so, it's superb. Uh, and they will make you know whatever you want, so they make it right in front of you. You just choose oh, some of that, some of this. Is it a bit like uh, Subway so, for pizzas? Because that's what it, it is, appears to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But it's really good. I mean, it's it's pretty cheap as well. I think a, I think a pizza is nine ninety five. Wow, and uh, you know it's a pretty decent size, and then you can get salads and things like that as a as a side or a, an accompaniment. Wow, okay. But yeah, definitely Blaze Pizza, and Via Napoli's good, but I'd say Blaze is better. Yeah, I I, so I I just went for Via Napoli because of in Park. Um, sure, but that is definitely somewhere that I would be going to if I was going to uh, yeah. Disney Springs anytime soon. Do, um, do you know I had that broad walk pizza once? In that window, oh my god, yeah. what a mistake that was! Really, yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. fancied that. I mean, no. especially since you're so close to Epcot anyway, so you could go mm-hmm. to the Napoli. Mm. The other pizza that isn't isn't bad actually is Splitsville. But we had we we went there as a group. It was quite a big group, and it was I'd, I'd have to say it was a bit hit and miss. Some people loved what they had, including me, and I had pizza. Um, some people less less delighted by it and um you know it was a bit of a mixed experience but i thought the pizza was really good and the best thing about it was the dessert which is a giardelli brownie sundae which is is 10 out of 10 or 9.9 out of 10 because i never get more than 10 (laughs) but big pizzas and uh and actually they've got quite a big menu so I don't remember, but there will be other stuff on there that might be suitable. But definitely the pizzas are pretty good. They get good food reviews there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. We just thought that we just thought that it was it was good. It just there were one one meal came and it was cold, so that I had to go back. That was a pain because everybody else was eating, and then something else came and it, it just wasn't quite right. I can't remember what it was. Um, to be fair, when the you know when we spoke to the server, um, she tried to fix it, 
and then the manager came over and he ended up giving us like a massive discount off the bill. So they did try and put it right and probably 60-70% of us didn't have any issues. Uh, so <laughs> guys, go back. guys, just changing the subject. You know I said I was going to tweet, does anyone know what Count Duckula is in the US? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the American travel agents has just retweeted, Chris Ripley confirms Count Duckula for HHN 27. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, if that if that house was confirmed for Halloween mm-hmm. Horror Nights, I would find some way of getting over there. I don't know how I'd do if it, not, but I would find some way. Chris make it If happen. not, Chris, your credibility is just being shot. <laughs> didn't have anything. <laughs> Waiting for Charles to comment on it. Um so going back to places that I like on property and I I haven't looked at the menu for this for a long time, so I don't know if it's how good it's going to be for you Amanda, so apologies in advance. But I love the atmosphere and attitude of the 50s Primetime Cafe. I have never tried the 50s Primetime Cafe. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's I mean, like gimmicky. It's but it's... Yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree. I like the atmosphere. Mm. We weren't amazingly bowled over by the food, I've got to be honest. But the atmosphere is good. It's a fun place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean don't get me wrong. It's not gourmet food or anything like that. But um, I just like the whole thing. I just like I said, the, the attitude of the staff in there. It's, it's just quite fun and a little bit different to a lot of the experiences in there. I've, for some reason, never done Sci-Fi Diner. Um, yeah. But people often kind of, or used to at least rave about that place. But um, 50s, 50s prime time, I'm, I'm a fan of. So, well, yeah. usually, I mean... if I'm in Hollywood studios, I always just stick to Mama Melrose and... Sometimes it just takes too long. Like, there's there's not an awful lot in Hollywood Studios, so I don't want to spend my entire day there. Mm. But I feel like if I go there for my lunch, I'm in there for like an hour and a half. And did you say that you would eat shrimp, Amanda? Occasionally I will. Okay, because another another interesting and fun option could be uh, Teppanido in the Japan Pavilion, because... Most people will have um, uh, either steak, chicken, or shrimp. There is, a, I'm sure, there is a veggie option as well, though. I've just looked so, it up. There is. Yeah, so you could have you could have the veggie option, or actually, the shrimp is fantastic. I love the shrimp in there. So you'll get you'll get rice, you'll get vegetables, um, you'll get uh, noodles, and it's all cooked on the hot plate, the hibachi right in front of you, so it's like a little bit of an entertainment as well. Uh, so Teppanito could be a good option, or even Tokyo Dining next door, they do they do sushi. Okay, um, so with Teppanito, well, mm-hmm. would I need to, like, am I going to be able to get a reservation now? I think you try. will. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think you will, because most people in September and October are going to be focused on the food festival. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, that's why it's a good time to go, to be honest, because, uh, so, well, good time to go, but also a good time for reservations, because it's a little bit of a, although it's not a quiet season in the parks, because of that, it's a little bit quieter in the restaurants. Plus, yeah, it's Halloween yeah. Horror Night, so, you yeah. know, people are a bit more spread out in Orlando, I find, that time of year. Yeah, I'd be surprised if you couldn't, if you can get a book in if you tried now. Okay, so the the park that I struggle the most with for eating, surprisingly, is Magic Kingdom. Yeah. 
and that's where I do really rely on my fries and cookies. I really, really struggle. So Village Village House, Pinocchio Village House, um, that's got pretty, pretty okay kind of flatbread pizza. Yeah, that's, that tends to be like, I, I try and go to Village House, uh-huh. but you've got to hit it at the right time, I feel. Yeah, it can get very, very busy. Get a yeah. lot of kids in there as well, so usually if you find a free table... Um, it's a bit like it's a bit like you feel a bit like Spider Man because you sit down at it and you can't get back up again. You're stuck to it because there's ketchup <laughs> and God knows what else smearing the table. But um, but yeah, so they've, got, you, they've got some options. If you like nachos, then we know exactly where to go. <laughs> if you like a lot of nachos, you're not yeah. <laughs> but you need to know the secret password. Yeah, I'll tell you I what. saw that and I was like, that's that's my only option. I'm good enough to do this and have it by myself. Well, we, yeah. we talked about it on the last show, didn't we? I, I mean, I think um, we might need to start a GoFundMe page. Um, although I, I was talking about the gluttonous nature of it, and it, you know, to an extent it is. Wouldn't it be fun if um, we were able to get funding for us to all go out there just do this challenge? Just oh, like to, so to go out for like, you know, fly us out for three days, you know, they and a bit travelling each way. And then just that food challenge, and that's all we're kind of there for, and then we can go home. Um, so yeah, awesome. if, if anyone wants to sponsor us for that, uh, I don't know, Patreon and set up a GoFundMe. Um, mm, Magic Kingdom's a, a funny one because yeah, it's really yeah, it's hot. a tough one. Mm. What about what about Liberty Tree Tavern? Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's okay if you like turkey. Well, they they will um, do like a vegetarian option. Yeah, I mean, what about what about Columbia Harbour House? They got know. they got Please. shrimp, macaroni and cheese, grilled salmon with couscous and steamed vegetables. I don't think that I like salmon. No, I don't okay. think. Usually, I go to Cosmic Rays, Starlight Cafe, mm-hmm. and get a veggie burger and fries, or just fries. Right. Okay. Or you could go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and just eat loads and loads of raisins. That is what I tend to do. I eat everyone's crap candy that they don't like. (laughs) Who doesn't like raisins? Um, Ash doesn't like raisins. I love raisins. I love more than grapes. Yeah, I love chocolate raisins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm also the one that likes the Almond Joy as well. I'm going to gonna say your, your options. Sorry. Just going to say, yeah, I think your your options are a little bit, exactly. a little bit limited. <clears throat> the hardest because you're there for the longest. Mm. So so here's another idea. Have a look at the menu for the, the Skipper's Canteen. I tried there last year and I did really enjoy it, actually. However, yeah. Ash hated it. Did he? Yeah. Well, we really liked it. Uh, I thought there's, they did like a kind of fried chicken and a hot and sour sauce. Oh man, that sauce is fantastic. Ah, it's for extra sauce, and I think I ended up having about half a gallon of sauce. That's, uh, <laughs> that's like me and TGI Fridays, that Jack Daniel sauce. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's hot stuff going in. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Toilet rolls in the fridge. <laughs> But yeah, I did really, really enjoy Skipper Canteen. That's the kind mm. of food that I do really enjoy. Like, I love Yak and Yeti. So mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, I'm fine with because I know that I can rely on Yak and Yeti every single yeah, time. Yeah, they've got, they got a few noodle bowls and things like that, haven't they? 
Exactly. Um, yeah. So again, don't don't forget what I said about Kona Cafe though, because there are some options there, and I don't know if it's still there since the reefer, but they had a separate sushi counter at the front of the restaurant, so you didn't have to go in and sit down. But I'm not sure if that's still there now. Really, don't know. It was the last time I was there. It was there? Was it? Yeah. Okay, so other than Blaze Pizza, then, what does everyone recommend at Disney Springs? I've heard a lot about Homecoming. Mm. Good good fried chicken, if you like fried chicken. Yeah. A, a massive cake. Okay, I'm down with cake. Yeah, cake's good. What about the boathouse? I always hear good things about the boathouse. No, we didn't eat there. We did have a reservation, but we, we ditched it, it for some reason. Yeah, I, I've, I've been there. It was It was really good. The boathouse. It's a bit top end expensive, but it, it was a good meal. But it is heavily um, meat and fish, yeah. from what I remember. Um, what? So. Um, uh, see, well, I mean, I know it's not strictly food, but uh, to me, I have to go to Ghirardelli and have one of their amazing Sundays. Oh no, we're talking ice cream, yeah. Geodelis is good, but go to the boardwalk. Go to the uh, Ample Hills Creamery. Yeah. I think that's the best ice cream place on property now. Uh-huh. And they do real good milkshakes too. I love the milkshakes in there. Yep. I've heard it brings okay. all the boys to the yard there. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. I can vouch for that. So I think I've got quite a few options now. I just need to try and figure out slotting them all in so I can try them Universal I'm good with because I know where I'm at with that I'll I tell you what I I, mean, I know you probably asked for the Universal um, you've not been to Toothsome yet have you? I have been to Toothsome not for um, I didn't eat anything when we went there for the scare zone meet up um, we just got drunk yeah I just got drunk mm. um, you get drunk quicker if you don't have anything to eat do you know that? Um <laughs> But I have tried a couple of different milkshakes now, so I'm, I'm good with the milkshakes. Because the only because um, with that, um, someone recommends me there's a, there's a caramel salted caramel chocolate bread as oh. a starter, and apparently it's quite cheap. It's about two dollars seventy or something. One of the cheaper things you can buy, but apparently like really really good and probably the best value menu item um, in City Walk. Oh, that sounds good. I'll so, have to try that. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes me jealous, actually. I'd love to try that myself one one year, maybe. Um, okay. Oh, wait. I've got one more One I've more got... that I want to ask you if you've tried. Mm. Loads of people messaged me to tell me to try Hoop Did Do a review. Yes, I've have done it. Have you guys done it? I think Mr. D's done it as well, haven't you? No, no. My daughter just did it a couple of weeks ago, though. Oh, okay. She had yeah. a good time. What about you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I've done it. It's um, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get to <laughs> and oh, to really? leave afterwards, yeah, because um, you've got to get to it and then you've got to walk to it, which is not a big problem. But then afterwards you've got, I don't know, a few hundred people come out and then you've all got this tiny little boat going to the Magic Kingdom, which is pretty much where everyone's parked. So then there's always like a massive queue to get back to, uh, to get back to like the mainland. But... Um, no, it was all right, and I know they do a vegetarian menu there. Um, the entertainment's pretty good. It's mm. a bit corny, but, you know, it rattles on pretty quick. It's not, it's not a, like a long, drawn-out thing. Sounds like this podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, it's got these wind bags that are just wailing away. Sounds like this podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, it's perfect. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's all right. I mean, it's a bit top end price wise, and it's not cheap. But I think if you sit up in the balcony, which is not a bad place to see it, I think it's a bit cheaper. So, hmm. as as shows go on site, I think that's probably one of the better ones. So. Okay. I'm going to try this one. Well, I think, yeah, I think what you need to do now is just, you know, any of those options that's piqued your interest is just try and book them. Um, yeah. Go for those ones as a priority and then maybe some of the ones you weren't entirely sold on from us tonight or other people have suggested, have those as your backups and uh, and see. I mean, I, I think if there's places you definitely want to go to, you need to kind of get reservations. But I... I personally don't. I don't like everything to be regimented. I like to have That's some how freedom. I felt. Yeah, like mm. I felt like last year and the year before that. I was kind of like, I'm I'm tied now to these times. And even though I, I don't particularly feel hungry, I have to go to this restaurant because I booked it 180 days ago. Yeah, we did yeah. that with well, the Cilio. That's why I didn't go to the Cilio. We had a booking for it, and um, it just it was, it was getting nearer and nearer to it. I like you know the time we was having to go to a reservation, and we was just like, you know what, we're not particularly hungry, and we just, I think we'd eaten either the day before or a couple of days before we'd been to California Grill, and in such a good meal that you know Lasilia is supposed to be even better than that, and we were worried it might tarnish the memories of California Grill if it was better, or if it wasn't quite as good, we'll feel we'll feel disappointed because we're paying an awful lot of money again for food. So mm. we just chickened out. We just phoned up and cancelled the reservation. Someone else could have it. Do you remember when that was like the ADR to get hold of, Lucilia? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that was, was amazing, amazing, wasn't it? it? Yeah. And I, that and was I when think, it was only uh, one, one table service credit. But it, it's, not, it's not like mind-blowing, is it? No, it's, it, was, it was great because it was a one table service credit. That, that was the thing. You know, it right. was fantastic value for that. But it got so popular. People realised that it got so popular, and I think that now that it's a two table service credit, or it's two table services in the evening, it's a signature in the evening. I think it's still one for lunch, so lunch could be a good option if you want to go there. But uh, it's it's good, good steaks, um, you know, good food. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be paying signature prices for it. I think that's better for that sort of money. I tell you one that's really under um sort of underreported and, and really always empty is that newish restaurant in the Morocco pavilion called Spice Road Table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a lot of vegetarian options in there, like small plates. Yeah. Like you've got different like hummuses and stuff um yes. grape leaves and brie fondues and all sorts of little things you can have there. They're all really reasonable in price. And they've of- often got discounts going as well because it's just trying to get people through the door. Yeah, that's um, a shame. But you can then sit in their patio area and watch illuminations or, or you know, watch the day go by. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so thing. I have one last thing, and this, this you guys will know this most probably, but Ash really, really loves steak, so I want to take Ed somewhere real nice on property to get a real nice steak. So, well, where's the steak? Le Cellier is one of the is known for steak um if you go to any signature you know so california grill um will do a good steak 
Um, Lucilier will do a good stake. Um, yeah, well, the, property. The mm. proper, there's two proper steakhouses on property. There's Yachtsman mm-hmm. at the Yachtsman Beach. And we've been there once and it was really good. I was a little bit pissed off at the portion size on the fries considering the price of the steak. But that's another story and I'm not bitter <laughs> about that. Um, but no, the steak was excellent. It's really good. It's expensive. It is a signature. And then there's one in either the Swan or the Dolphin. I forget which one it is. Well, actually, you've got STK now in Disney Springs as well. Yep. And I haven't been there, but that's another option. I've heard that that's good, but I've heard it's not oh. everyone's cup of tea because the music it's, real loud, it's, but I feel like it's not bothered. Yeah, it's, a, it's got... Um, I mean, I've not been to that one because um, there's one in London now as well, and there's one in Vegas. There's a, there's a few around the world. And it's got a bit of a nightclub vibe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, to me, it's a little bit like shopping in Hollister or Abercrombie & Fitch. I am too old to shop there now, but I'm not too old to wear their clothes. So I just buy their stuff online. I wouldn't recommend ordering STK online. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think, you know, if you, if that doesn't, the sound of that doesn't put you off, then um, they do um, some really nice steak. Um, but yeah, I suppose it just depends where you want to travel. The best. Yeah, I'd look at. Sorry, sorry. Chris. I was going to say the best place to get a steak is the best restaurant on property, and that is Gico, hands down. Because they use all kinds of different spices and herbs, and the chefs there are absolutely. The menu is mind blowing. It is honest to god the best restaurant on property, and the steak there is phenomenal. See, I'm a very... I like my steak plain. Like, well, you can it, have it plain, but... Yeah, I, I just mean, like, if it's... if it's it, Especially because steak, as you, as you mentioned, can be so expensive. If it's that good a, a quality bit of steak, the the only seasoning it needs is a bit of salt and maybe a pinch of pepper. That is... That's it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been to people to, have, to very expensive steak places and they've ordered, like, peppercorn sauce to pour all over it, so what do I know? thing yeah. is, you can Ketchup. you can go there, and it's also got a really good vegetarian menu. I mean, they've got a proper flatbread oven there, so they do all sorts of different, um, you know, vegetarian-based flatbreads there. So you could probably kill two birds with one stone at that place. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you need to, you know, when doing this, so that there's there are a few good options you can go for steak and get a really good steak, but it's also what's there for you because as much as you'd want to do that. Would you want to do that at the expense of you sitting there eating a bowl of chips? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that that to me is not enjoyment. I wouldn't be enjoying myself if my partner that I was going yeah. with wasn't a- able to eat a proper meal. I'm so. paying like $30 for a portion of chips. Because if you was to go to the Yachtsman, that's literally what would happen. But if you went to, say, like the Flying Fish, she could have a nice steak. And then you could have, you know, some other concoction that they got there. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That sounds like a winner. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've got any other suggestions, Amanda's still booking. So uh, yes. put it on the Facebook page or if you're friends with Amanda, do it on, on her page. Either or. I don't think she'll be too uh, sorry with that one. Are no, you an annual pass holder? Um, at Disney? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Because they're doing 30% off in a lot of these restaurants, aren't they? In September. Uh, so, I know how frequently you go back to Florida. It might be worth it. 
I think if I would have gone to Disney in May, I would have got an annual pass. Mm. It would have made sense. But I was mm. looking at the price of it and I was like, mm, I can probably only fit in one Disney day in May, so I don't think it's going to be all that worth it. Well, I mean, ticket prices and Disney is, is quite a hot topic, as we know, which leads us nicely into the second thing we wanted to talk about on this week's episode. Um, can you can anybody name a podcast where the segues are as smooth as that? Nope. I don't think no. anyone is as smooth as me on a segue, um, except, of course, uh, Mr. Ripley, the, the person that created the segue. Yes. Who we talk about quite he, often. He, he literally went over the cliff on it. That's right. Um... So we did get, um, and we we very rarely get, but we always appreciate it when we get a listener to the show contact us with a question. Um, one, because it's nice that you want to reach out. Secondly, you give us content, so that's great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Amber contacted us a few months ago, um, and she's planning a trip over to, to London at the end of the year, or towards the end of the year, um, where she's going to be staying in, uh, in London. And she's going to be going over to Disneyland Paris. Um, and so I wanted some advice. And I think we're going to actually try and see if we can do a kind of meet-up or something when she's over. Probably your Tiki... Is it Tiki Sam's? What's the place? Trader Sam's. Yeah, no, what's the, what's, the, what's the bar in London? Trader Vic's? Oh, Trader Vic's, sorry. Yeah, Is yeah. that one in London? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe something like that there. But anyway, that's not what she talked about. Um, she wanted to ask our advice on this. And um, I know not everybody is... Is as well versed in Disneyland Paris, but um, you know we all have bits of knowledge. So let's see what we can do here. So um, the question she had was uh, about tickets. Um, they're going. There's a sale on at the moment, but the sale is only really, um, I think, good throughout September. Um, so at the moment, ticket prices are $150 for two people. Um, so she first of all asked if she should buy them now or wait to see um, in like October, November time, see if they uh, go on offer again, like they are at the moment. Um, and she'll say, will they go up? Now, I've never experienced them going up. Um, I mean, yeah, of course, ticket prices do go up, but what I mean is, is that they normally announce them quite a bit in advance. So I think there, um, you're probably all right not to. Um, but should the other question because they're going on a Tuesday not that the day makes so much difference but it's a day so they were looking at getting a one day two part pass um, so the ticket option you can get for Disneyland Paris is you can get a, a you know a one part pass or a two part pass the difference between Disneyland Paris and say uh, Disney World is that you can literally walk from Disneyland to the studios. It's about a five minute walk if that. Um, it's no distance at all. So it's it, when you, when you look at Disney World, you would often think about how long it might take you to get to different parks because I think you know it can take up to I'd say half an hour to get from one part to another, if not longer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think depending mm-hmm. on how long you have to wait for for buses and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So there's that to, con- to consider as well. But she's kind of there for just the day, and so I don't really know what to suggest because whilst um, whilst there's good things um, 
in in the studios that you won't get at the other parks. Um, there's not much, and I think if you're going for one day, it doesn't leave you much time, does it? So, if this was you, if this was your first time and possibly last time going to Disneyland Paris, and you were just going for the day, would you go and buy a two-park ticket, or would you just go into Disneyland itself? Um, Two-park. Yeah. You go two-park, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I try and hit... I I try and choose... I do a bit of research and choose the rides and attractions that I really wanted to see in each part mm-hmm. and I try and hit those so make sure make sure I got the one so so don't do the whole of one park and then move to the next because you're right Nick that might be a challenge from a timing point of view mm. but hit the rides that you really want to hit in one part then go to the other part hit those rides that you really want to see and then whatever time you've got left if you've got any then just choose which part you like and, and finish the day yeah but I think if you don't do that and it is your one and only opportunity, you might regret it mm. for the cost of the extra park included on the ticket. Yeah, that's just that's that's what I think as well. Um, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one because yeah, I, I think actually planning might be a, a better way of doing it. I think that might be a smart way of doing it because. If you know there's like four rides that you want to go and see in the studios, then you could probably hit those. The only thing you'd, you'd probably struggle with is going to something like Crush's Coaster. Um, yeah. Because there's no fast pass for that. Um, mm-hmm. It's always busy. And that could take up yeah. a good portion of your... Of your you know, I, I mean, that is a ride you'd want to hit first thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it depends on when you're getting there. I, I can't remember if she said she was staying... Or when she was actually guessing there, she was getting there the night before. Um, yeah. Let's see, actually. Well, usual strategy is, you know, get there for park opening, mm. no matter what. It's always going to be a good idea, if, especially if you've only got one day. And, yeah, researching the opening hours as well, because the, if the two parks open at different times, you could potentially, I'm assuming the Disneyland park would be open first. I think if they did have different times. I think they do. Well, I think they do open the same time because right. um, I think they both open at ten. Um, there's extra magic hours in Disney Disneyland Park, mm. which looks like it's been reduced to just one hour. It was eight till ten, but now it looks like it might be nine till ten. Um, yeah. But th- there's no extra magic hours in the studios normally, no. so um, yeah, that that's something. I'm just having a quick look at this calendar now for tickets and it looks like for one day ticket uh, yeah it's looking about for two parts £144 so it's about the equivalent of that in dollars and that's that's direct from Disneyland Paris those prices are very very unlikely to go up but you may find if you book your ticket through somewhere like uh, attraction tickets direct or super breaks or something like that that you might be able to get a discount uh, I'll just keep your eyes peeled but they're definitely not mm. going to cost you any more than that and I would buy them in advance um, 
they're normally a bit cheaper than getting them on the actual day. Um, they're, they're normally a bit cheaper. So if you know yeah. what day you're definitely going, then I I would do. But I think I think that's good advice actually is to look at what you actually want to do, what attractions you really want to hit, um, and then plan accordingly. Because you might look at shows and go, actually, I'm not I'm not that convinced. Yeah. But so I mean, on that note, um, mm-hmm. and you've been to Disneyland Paris, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, both of us are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah been there. Um, so, what would you say are probably things you'd want to hit because of them de- being either different or unique? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Crush's coaster, mm. so in the studio, so definitely a good one. Um, Rats, you mentioned I mean, Ratatouille as well. Um, Ratatouille, yeah, which, which is obviously coming to Epcot, but not not yet. So, yeah. if you want to get a you want to make your friends jealous <laughs> and have some have some bragging rights yeah. um, you got that one but I mean a lot of the other things like um, you know Tower of Terror it's it's not as good as Tower of Terror in Florida but if you want to say you've done it then great yeah I, mean, um, I don't know I don't know if, if she's actually gone on the uh, she's been to Anaheim but the, right. Terror, the Tower of Terror was the same in both parks uh, yeah. they're both different to the Disney World version now obviously Anaheim's Guardians of the Galaxy but um, the Paris one is still the, the traditional Tower of Terror but it, it's it's different to Disney World's version um, yeah. so you may want to experience that um, you've got the the backstage tour or backlot tour that's still there uh-huh. I miss our backlot tour. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I mean again, it's different to the the Hollywood Studios version of backlot tour. There's one yeah. scene that's the same, one scene that's different. Uh, it's a different tour. Yeah. It's all right, and to be honest, it's normally down more often than it's open nowadays. So um, don't even go in it for that. Toy Story Land um, is different to what they're opening up in Disney World. So you've got what that. about is. Is Cinemagic gone? Cinemagic has gone. That has yeah, closed. That's a pity. Very that was good. So. I loved. I loved that. Um, yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster is different. Um, yeah, the, the, not as good, but yeah, different. I, yeah, I'm not. I, I still like it. It's it's more of a, the idea behind it is more of a backstage tour than a um, yeah. than the. I mean, I find the. I know. I get the idea of the. America, like the Disney World version, but I don't think it's that well executed. If I'm honest, like for it to be traveling around highways and stuff like that at supersonic speed, you kind of just get a couple of neon signs. It's a bit, bleh. but yeah. I think that's... we just like really like the pre-show. We just like yeah, as yeah, a family. Yeah. We just constantly quote the pre-show to oh, each no, other. The, 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 yeah, <laughs> that and that's that is slightly longer in the in the uh, Hollywood version. Um, yeah. you've got. Uh, a cars, a little cars attraction, which is actually a lot more fun than it looks. It's a bit like a spinning cup type thing, but um, it's so it's actually more fun than it looks. So that's that's recommended. There's Mickey the Magician, which is a stage show, which um, my family love that, um, and that's unique to Disneyland Paris. So that's something else there. Um, Stitch Live's quite good. It's a bit like um, Turtle Talk with Crush. Similar mm. type of technology, but it's a different attraction. 
Disney Playhouse Disney Live is um, good if you've got little kids. I wouldn't recommend that for adults at all. And you've got Armageddon, the stunt show spectacular. I think that's what it's called. The effects spectacular, which yeah. is um, the Armageddon equivalent to Twister, I suppose. <laughs> it's yeah. not really worth much time spent on that. I think it's going next year as well. Um, Disneyland Paris, uh, Disneyland Park itself. Um, what have we got there? We've got Hyperspace Mountain now. And yeah. Space Mountain. Pirates is really good. Well, yeah, Better than Florida. Yes, yeah, Pirates is... I, I, well, I've not gone on to California one, but the it's far superior to the, the Disney World version. Space Mountain yeah. is the only Space Mountain that's got um, inversions and mm. and goes upside down because um, the other ones don't. And it's just been done to hyperspace mountain, so it's definitely worth a go on. Star Tours 2, as I believe, is exactly the same. I've not been on it since the upgrade. Um, you've got Alice's Curious Labyrinth at the back of Fantasyland, which is a European garden maze, which is unique to Disneyland. Um, you've got the Phantom best... Manor. Phantom Manor, of course, Phantom Manor, which is, um, you know, their version of the Haunted Mansion, but but is even more creepy than mm-hmm. that. Um, you've also got the probably the best Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, um, it's got that. Um, it's still got Snow White and Pinocchio as attractions, if you want to go on them. Um I think I think that might be everything. Like the thing that you know, just talk about things that are either unique or significantly different to uh, the yeah. American parks. Um, I mean, a lot of it yeah. is is fairly similar. Uh, Buzz Lightyear's Space Rangers spin is um, is I think longer than the American version and a bit better, but it's still a similar attraction. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's that might be it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of classy ones like you've got the Astro Jets, which is like the Astro Orbiters. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Speedway. To what we talked about that at length the other week. Yes, yeah, the Utopia there. Um, yeah. Small World. Yeah. Is um, is similar. Um, it's not got the it's not got the characters in it, but the Disney characters in that one. So it's um, just like just like mm. Disney World's version. Um, and there's oh there's there's Casey Junior, and uh, Storybook Boat Canal. Yeah, they've got those there. So um, I know they're in, they're in Anaheim as well, but I've got those. Um, I think that might be oh I, well I think at that time of year there'll be a Frozen show in place oh, of Let It Go. But I'm <laughs> in place of. Um, it's Forest of Enchantment at the moment, but I think it'll be replaced by Frozen come about September, October time. Um, unfortunately, if you're, if you're only going for the day, you're probably going to have to miss out on fireworks, which are good. But now, America's kind of knit that technology for happily ever after, so it's a similar kind of show to that, really. Um, yeah. Projection mapping. It's where that kind of really started out. They were... Disneyland Paris kind of was a, were the first ones to really trial that and, and make it popular, make it successful. So you've got them mm. to thank, but um, can I just say, Amanda, 
and mine very good friend James Michael Roddy he was the man that brought that to Halloween Horror Nights and then when he went to Disney brought it to Disney was he really? so HHN had it first thanks to our pal Michael Roddy so what did they do with it then? They had a scare zone in the New York area, and it was like I can't think. It, I think it was called something like acid assault or something. And it was mm. basically trying to make the buildings look like they were under attack from acid rain. Wow! So all of the buildings in New York had the projection of their own selves projected onto them, and then slowly over the hour they would sort of like crumble as they're being hit by the acid rain, and then eventually they would like completely collapse. Wow! It was a real cool effect. Yeah, they've reused it. Real I think. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. thought they, when I went to Halloween Horror Nights, my one and only time last year, I thought they had something like that mm. uh, quite near where the Jimmy Fallon show is now. That's it. It's yeah. been recycled a few times, I think. Right, yeah. The only thing I would say is, if your time is limited, I mean, I don't know what time the parts will close at that time of the oh. year, but they tend to close quite early. Yeah, so, they do, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't waste my time eating dinner in a park or eating dinner anywhere until after the parks have closed, so maximise your time yeah, yeah, take, in the park. Take some stuff with you to eat, probably. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you're really desperate, go to either Casey's Corner, which is a pale mm. imitation of, of uh, the Disney World one, or um, the Pinocchio um, Marionette Restaurant, which does a really good hot dog, and it's normally... Um, quite quiet so you might be able to get in there get your food quite quickly but otherwise you're right I think the parks actually in December will probably close around about 7 at night yeah. so it's not a long and day take, and take your winter release yeah thermals it can get yeah. very very cold over there so yeah. um, I mean it, it, you know even come to London it can get quite cold but um, the weather can really vary at that time of year in Paris. So definitely take some, some extra warm stuff with you. Um, yeah. I mean, the cold never bothered me anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah. But just in case it does. <laughs> but then, I mean, the thing is, if it's if you're going for the day, if you're, I mean, what, my recommendation, if you're literally going for the day, um... So that means you're leaving London, getting a Eurostar or a plane uh, to, to Disneyland Paris and coming back the same day. Eurostar, they do direct trains. They're very expensive and they don't leave, don't get you into the park until about midday. So completely ignore that. You're going to have to get a train to Paris, um, get off the Eurostar Paris and then either take a TGV or a... Um, tube train called an RER um, into the parks. It's, the RER takes about forty minutes from Paris. TGV will be cheap, uh, be quicker, but more expensive. It's a faster train. Um, from Paris, it's about thirteen euros return. I think if you get like a one day ticket, it's like thirteen euros, something like that. Um, so it'll take you about forty minutes if you fly it instead. Um, you can fly in. You'll need to get a again either a TGV or a tube train. It will be slightly longer. It'll probably take you about an hour from the airport to Disneyland Paris. It's a bit further out, um, so that's something to bear in mind as well. But yeah, because it might feel like the first time in forever. 
Oh my god, what is with this frozen thing show? <laughs> if you know what, I, I um to interrupt this bit, I got my daughter to watch it the other day. Um she watched it before, but um I go to watch it in three D on the T V and she kept going, Oh, it's magical, isn't it? But I've not seen Frozen for quite a long time, so she was watching it, I was just doing stuff in the background. And then there was a bit of the film where she demands that Kristoff take her up the North Mountain. Never <laughs> fails. Never fails to make me laugh. And then, of course, my daughter caught me laughing. I was like, oh, why is that funny, Daddy? I was like, oh, I'm just thinking about something. Uh, I was just thinking about the bed knobs and broomsticks. When he asked <laughs> Get your hands off my knob! <laughs> oh, glorious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you're, if you're going for the day, back on topic, if you're going for the day... Um, Eurostar starts about five in the morning, I think. Half five, they start to leave London, so you can get you can get an early train out, and that would be my advice. And the same with flights, but from central London, you'll be surprised that to get to uh, one of the airports like Stansted, um, it's a, it's still a bit of a trek, isn't it, from central London? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you get if you can get a flight from Gatwick, I don't know if you can get a flight to Paris from Gatwick, but you can I get the Gatwick so. Express, which is 30 minutes. But, I mean, really, the train directly into the park is is really convenient. But It's too late, if you, it's Yeah, too late. but if you can go the night before, so you're there, you might... Um, I mean, I don't know what your schedule's like, but if you can do that, that's, that's definitely what I would do. You know, that's not a bad shout. And to be honest, here's a tip, because I almost did this earlier this year. Um you can stay very nearby in Valde Europe, which is the little town that Disney built. Um, so it's not like celebration, but it's that kind of inspiration, I suppose. Um, and it's, it's two minutes on the tube to Disneyland Paris. Like that's the lo- Disneyland Paris is the last stop on the tube train. Um, and that's the stop before. And you can get a, you can stay in the Ibis hotel there. And if you book early enough, you can get it for about, 35 euros 40 euros so I, I, I'm with Paul if you, can, if you can do it I would try and go the night before stay cheap um, overnight and then you can hit the park at opening I think that's that maximises your time otherwise it's you getting a, a train first thing in the morning and then it just sounds like a very busy day otherwise yeah, it does. Um, yeah. but um you know, if the parts do, so they normally close about seven o'clock. So there's every chance that you could do that and get a Eurostar out of Paris about nine o'clock back into London, um, and you'd be able to see the fireworks as well. So those kind of things to consider. But um, yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Um, you've got a few months before your trip anyway. So if there's anything else you want to ask us, please do. And if you think that we've talked nonsense, um, not not you particularly Amber, I mean listeners and think that we've missed something out or there's a better way of doing it then uh, feel free to contact us and, and we'll let her know I've got a question go for it do you want to build a snowman <laughs> how did I walk into that <laughs> how did I walk into that oh, uh, something something love is an open door um... <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite hard on a podcast because some people keep finishing off my Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> although, although to be fair, that is something that I've been saying. I don't even know why. I don't even know where I learned that from. But I've been using that for quite a long time in my life. I'm 
don't know where that reference first comes from. It was before Frozen. I no. did it and Frozen copied me. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the headline. That's your story. Get the Daily Mail to uh, to do that. Well, actually, I nicked it off my friend, and that was about 2002, so I don't know where he got it from. Uh-huh. Anyone know the origins of that, please let us know. And um, Chris, before we wrap up, have we had any news on Danger Mouse Watch or Count Duckula Watch? Well, I put it out on Twitter, and we've had lots and lots of people confirm that, yes, they did have Count Duckula in America. Ah, there you go. So it wasn't so, such a weird notion after all. Unfortunately, we've got more people now retweeting the fact that Count Duckula has been confirmed for <laughs> HHN 27. So, confirmed definitely... here first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scarezone and House is the icon. <laughs> scoop, scoop from Chris Ripley. Yeah. Hashtag Universal's third gate is Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think before we start any more um, scandalous rumours, we should probably end the show this week. Um, yeah. but thank you for listening um, hopefully following on from my comments on the last Universal After Dark um, said to me by my wife um, hopefully you've heard less of me this week and more of everyone else um, because apparently I talk too much so fingers crossed that's come, come across if you want me to talk less please let me know Gosh. if you want me to piss off please let me know um, I probably <laughs> won't but it's always nice to know when I'm hated. Um, yes, thank you for listening. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Paul. And thank you, Mr. Ripley, uh, for joining me on this podcast. Um, listen to Diz Down Under. I've now got to check to see if I've been saying that right. Um, I, in fact, I don't know why I'm plugging it so much because um, it's really hard to get hold of. Um, <laughs> it's It's not in the UK store, so I had to... It took me a while to actually to actually find it, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really uh, enjoying Lewis's work there. Yeah, Diz Down Under, uh, not affiliated with us. Just think it was uh, a good listen. So uh, give those guys a go, and um, we will see you next week on another Diz After Dark. Bye. Adios. Bye bye. I wonder if that shuffling was actually leading to like a big dramatic finale from you, but no, just it is. Oh, what is the big finale? Castle Dracula, home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Dracula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a slip through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century when the moon is in the eighth house of blood. Are you getting it? The latest reincarnation did not run into plan. In the heart of Transylvania, in the vampire hall of fame, yeah, there's not a vampire thing. Ducula. And he's a vegetarian. I know what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about it. I'm thinking it must be a man's favourite cartoon duck. Yeah. How did that it's not catch on? <laughs>
What, vegetarianism? I think it's come on a little bit, actually. There's a few more of them now than there used to be. Or count that, yeah. because that also caught on a little bit, but uh, putting them not to the heights of vegetarianism. So. No, I'm moving up. <laughs> right, well, I think that's a perfect way to end. So, uh, see you next week. Bye. ta See ya. I'll end it! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.